Welcome back to the Cycling Tips Nerd Alert podcast. I'm Dave Rome, and this week is a deep dive episode on what's sure to be a popular topic. Truly deserving to be a guest on the Nerd Alert podcast, Terry Seitler runs bettershifting.com, a website dedicated to being an independent resource for all things Shimano DI2. And given Shimano has had a spate of DI2-related releases, I figured why not get Terry on to discuss his most commonly asked questions. The secret features of DI2, how to solve common or not so common issues, and what he hopes Shimano will do next. Terry, welcome to the podcast. I have to know, why a website dedicated to DI2? Well, uh, well thanks for having me. Um, when I got started with the website, it was basically, um, I wanted to move to electronic shifting. Well, there were a few options out there, and DI2 was the cheapest for me. So uh, it's not because I'm a Shimano fanboy or something like that. It just was cheaper, and uh, that's how I got started. Okay. But most people, when, they, when they're looking for a cheaper group set or looking for a group set, they don't then start an entire website dedicated yeah. to it. So what was it about DI2 that sort of made you take that next step and start up a, an entire blog for it? It started when I was looking for information on how to uh, build a bike. Uh, I couldn't really find anything on it, just the Shimano documentation site, and that's it. So yeah, I thought, why not make the site myself? I'm a web developer, and it just made sense. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've, we've had quite a few chats before, because you're a member of... Uh... Cycling Tips Velo Club, and you hang out on the the Slack channel there, answering mm-hmm. pretty much any uh, DI two related question that ever comes up. You seem to have an answer to, uh, and we've discussed this before about how uh, you know just casually in your spare time you'd you'd dive into the back end of Shimano's code to see what's what they're working on and what they've done new and and all that. So I guess that's that's your work side of things, right? That that plays naturally into into the coding. Yeah, yeah, it is. I. Um... Whenever Shimano release a new version of their software, I run it through a decompiler, uh, so I get to see all the the inside of the software. Um, and sometimes it mentions new stuff coming out, uh, which is always interesting. Uh, it mm-hmm. also has information on compatibility and all sorts of interesting notes. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you've uh, you've definitely sent me some private messages before where you're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, look at this new code that just." Uh, appeared in this and you know this this is the next durace and i just and i'm uh sworn to secrecy by an embargo and an nda and can't say anything <laughs> mm-hmm. on the site i try to help people um so i don't really do news posts or yeah rumors so um i can find all that information and then just I guess, <laughs> talk about it with people just, like you uh, yeah but I, I won't post them to instagram yeah sure for sure. So, yeah, I mean, your website's definitely become quite the resource, and uh, I know quite a few mechanics that are, are now using it these days for for insight into DI two. Um, often, it's it's surprisingly clearer than what Shimano themselves put out in some cases. So, well done. I'm curious. You say Shimano was the cheapest the cheapest groups that you ended up on. Uh, any any love for Campagnolo APS or or SRAM ETAP? Well, uh, I'd like to. <laughs> To play with ETAP, uh, yeah, I just haven't had the chance or the funding, I guess, to uh, to do so. Yeah, uh, my wife wants a new bathroom, and uh, we'll <laughs> have to buy that first. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm definitely open to all the other group sets. It's just that I haven't played with them yet. 
Well, not for more than five minutes. Right. Okay. I'm sure the DO2 keeps you busy enough given you you're writing everything about it. One thing that strikes me with your website is uh, when they release a new group set or they release a firmware update, you seem to keep on top of that. Whereas I think I just throw my hands up in the air and <laughs> and walk away. Um, what sort of hours are you putting into this website? It's it's pretty impressively done. Yeah, uh, thanks. I um, well during the day I do my my day job, and then when the kids go to bed, I take out the laptop and I start working on the site. Um, I get about about five emails a day, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll answer those first, and then make the site just a little better each day. Um, because there's always mistakes and uh, and typos or stuff that I just read wrong. Okay. All right. What's the what's the next step for the website? Where where are you hoping it goes? Well, I'm thinking more technically. So right now it's all pretty static, and I want to make it more dynamic, uh, so that parts are linked to their to their installation guides uh, automatically. Mm. Uh, stuff like that, and maybe add some more French pages or or German okay. or Spanish. So you can what what language do you speak? Uh, just Dutch and uh, and English okay. myself. Yeah, okay. Uh, a little bit of German, but that's about it. Okay. It's more languages so, than me. So <laughs> and I'd, I'd like to do a bit more e-bike stuff and uh, Interesting. mountain bike things. Yeah. yeah. And Shimano is definitely pushing into that that space pretty heavily right now. Like they that was their most recent release with uh automatic shifting on di2 if you have the e-bike system yeah yeah and uh, a free shifting yes yeah you did you you went to your bike did you get a chance to play with that no i asked them but uh they didn't have any bikes so uh, oh, well, not shame. with the new the new components okay. yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, there were no demo bikes which was a bit unfortunate it's it's that new <laughs> yeah, yeah so the the first thing i did when i got there was get a, a registered for the the test track I went to the Shimano test bikes, um, but they were just the same as they were last year. So okay. no 105 and no uh, no new DI2. Okay. All right. You're partly answering my, my next question there, which is uh, Shimano DI2 is not exactly a new thing. It's well, 2009 since uh, when it first came out, 10-speed version, uh, but we're up to 12-speed now. Uh, have you had much time on the 12-speed stuff? Yeah, Shimano, they, uh, they kindly... Gave me a bike to use for about six weeks, mm. uh, which was really good because I'm, well, I'm just really small compared to Cycling Tips or any other website. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was was really good. It's nice to touch all the parts myself and take them apart and play with them, try to break them. Did did you actually? Uh, I've seen you pull apart some Di2 pieces in the past of your mm. own. Did you do that to this? No, I think the, the worst <laughs> I did was, uh, well, I connected uh, an 11-speed shifter to the 12-speed system. Okay. Uh, and at that point, it just shut down completely. It was uh, interesting. And uh, I I changed uh, the shifter batteries on the 12-speed system. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When when it shut down itself, did it, did it come back to life once you plugged in the right parts again? Yeah. So uh, I also hooked it up to the, to the laptop and mm. ran the software. Uh, which was, uh, well, it completely broke down on all versions except for the new one. Mm. And when I disconnected the 11-speed shifter, it came back to life. Okay. All right. So that's a lesson. that They're not cross-compatible, the, the electronics. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I know the Shimano compatibility information 
says so. And uh, mm. but people told me I won't believe you until you try. So I I tried it because well why not? Yeah, and then it broke, which is yeah. sounds like that's the why not. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and even if it it wasn't my bike, but uh, I was mm-hmm. confident that it would come back to life. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. Speaking of the twelve speed stuff. You rode the Jurace, the Jurace, I assume they gave, they lent you for a few weeks. Was that what you mm-hmm. rode? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what were you most excited about that? What's what new features had you most intrigued, most interested? Well, this is going to be a bit silly, but I really like the new front trailer sound. It uh, <laughs> it just sounds a lot nicer than the eleven speed stuff. Yeah. Um, hey, this is the Nodalet podcast. I mean that 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 yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, it just sounds more sophisticated um so can you can you do the sound the sound for us i have a recording somewhere but, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh you might have to send so, it through uh, yeah if the old one was like uh, then a new yep. one would go just Perfect. just it, it, Amazing. it's subtle but it, it's it's different and uh, uh. yeah it, it's really cool okay what else yeah so since they've moved the the junction box right it's no longer near a handlebar it's Move back to the rear trailer. Mm-hmm. There isn't really any way to to change your shift mode on the twelve speed system, other than you know, getting off the bike and going to the rear trailer and pressing the button. Okay. Yep. So they've added a function in the software where you can reprogram any button to act just like the one on the rear trailer, which is pretty cool. Oh right. Okay. That's the function button, is it? Yes. The so little one to on make the top. This, yeah. To make this uh, extra confusing. Mm. The button on the red railer is called the function button. Oh, great. At least okay. that, that's how I call it. <laughs> in the software, you can assign the, the function function to any button. So okay. you could program one of your hood buttons to act just like that button. And then you know, just double press that button to change shift mode or uh, uh, enter adjustment mode. Interesting. Is, okay. Yeah, that's a cool feature. Is that is that how you set yours up? Yeah. So sometimes... I set the left hood button up to be um, the function button. And in some cases, you just want to ride the bike and then adjust it on the fly. Um, and that's really easy if you can just hold that button and then enter adjustment mode. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't even know about that feature. That's, that's really cool. Uh, what else can you do with those mode buttons? It's, you can, still, can you still control like Garmin screens and stuff with it that's that's still a, yeah, a thing yeah, yeah you can of course control garmin who no longer hammerhead unfortunately mm-hmm. yes um, yes but um yeah so you you would have to choose between uh, assign the function to the button or uh, a dfly channel to control your head unit but um personally i like to set my left one up to be the function button and the right hood button to be the the dfly channel interesting okay yeah, right. And then that's the other thing to know is that uh, the new 12-speed stuff doesn't need the, the external D-Fly adapter anymore. It's all mm-hmm. wireless, ready to go, right? Yeah, yeah. so that's pretty good. Um, that also means that you can now get your statistics, your shift stats. You can get them, well, they're stored in the, in the file on your Garmin or Wahoo. Um, so you can then upload your, your fit file to any website that's can process that information mm. and get your shifting statistics for the entire ride. So you have sites like, uh, well, Shimano Connect Lab mm-hmm. or 
di2stats.com or even uh, SRAM Access Web. That those all work with the FIT files and you can export your data and see when you shifted to what gear, uh, which is really interesting. What's uh, di2stats.com? What does, what does that entail for people listening? What's, what's that website all about? Yeah, it's not mine, but uh, it was yeah. made by someone, I think, from Berkeley University. So you, you upload a file from one of your recent writes, and it will then process all the data and give you, give you uh, well, pie charts of how many minutes you spent in what gear, uh, when in your write you shifted to another gear, uh, your most used gear combination, and um, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Are you a regular user? No, not really. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I would probably be if there was some automated way of getting the files up there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but even Shimano Connect Lab don't use. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I have automatically synced all my Wahoo files to there, but I never opened the site. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Connect Lab's kind of like pioneers old. Cyclosphere yeah. software, isn't it? It's like really detailed power analysis, mm-hmm. but only for certain yeah. power meters. Yeah. And uh, it isn't the fastest. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit slow. Yeah. Okay. I haven't used the latest version myself. So I'll, uh, I'll take your word for it. But uh, I guess most people listening will have, uh, have come from 11 speed stuff or may have played with 11 speed stuff, even if they're, they're grouchy and believe electronic shifting doesn't belong on bikes. Um, mm-hmm. What should they know about new 12-speed things? Um, what what are the features to know about? What's uh, What are the most different elements? Well, I think a big part of it is the, the, the wireless, having the derailleurs connected by wire to the battery mm-hmm. and the shifters being wireless, except for the rim brake versions. And there's a there's small, small bits there that make sense but are, are annoying. Like if you were to build a time trial bike, or uh, use the old Dura uh, Ace satellite shifter or sprint shifter, they still plug into the 12-speed shifters, mm. but they won't piggyback the wireless si- signal. So you would have to connect the entire system using wires. Okay. So, so um, yeah, on the bike that you most probably most want the wireless functionality yeah. on a time trial bike, it's wired, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so we're all used to connecting satellite shifters to our main shifters directly, mm-hmm. except when you do, they won't be wireless anymore. So that's um, interesting. Okay, it, it's nice that you can still connect some eleven-speed parts to twelve-speed systems. Yeah, yeah, you lose the wireless part. Mm. Okay, that's a bit a uh, bit annoying. Um, I, I do really like the system be wi- being wireless because you know, building a bike is just so much nicer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're in the wires, just the front derailleur to the battery and the, the battery to the rear derailleur, right? It's Yeah, and especially the um, the front part with all the integrated handlebars and stems. Mm-hmm. It, it just takes a lot of time. Yes. Um, and now there's you know, two less wires to to think of. Yeah, there was a bit of an art to finding a, to to getting a, a clean a clean setup with the eleven speed stuff in terms of mm-hmm having all the wires hidden and often going slightly against Shimano's own guidelines on how to how to wire up a bike in order to just have the the cable, you know, the wires mm-hmm. running through the handlebar. So 
unfortunately that art might uh might die off a little bit but uh it's probably for the best yeah they they really liked using that y splitter cable a lot mm-hmm. uh, yeah and i hated that so I, I never used it myself yeah i always just connected the wires to the shifters and made a big well spider web of wires mm-hmm. um but it looked better yeah so yeah so for anyone that's that has an older uh it's not so old, but 11-speed group set that has a bit of a bird's nest at the handlebar. Um, mm-hmm. You basically, I mean, I'll, I'll let you you discuss it, but if you're using the junction the junction box in the, the end of your handlebar, what, what are you basically doing with the wires there for the 11-speed? I think it depends, but uh, as long as you can uh, route the wires through the handlebar, then I would definitely uh, connect the shifters to each other and then just connect one shifter to the junction box and run another wire from the junction box to the battery or the rest of the system. That way you don't need the wire splitter, the wire, mm-hmm. yeah, the cable, but you do lose one port. So um, it's a bit of a trade-off. It, it looks better, but uh, you lose a port. So if you're wanting to run sprint shifters, then it might not be the best solution, mm-hmm. but otherwise, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's, uh, I prefer not to use the wire splitter. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely the cleanest way to do it. So that's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I guess getting back to 12 speed, look like how do you check the, for the battery levels? What's, is it the same there? You're still holding down a shift button? Well, if you, if you hold down both shift buttons for, I think, half a second, it'll tell you the, the shift lever uh, battery status. Okay. So, so both shift buttons on one lever? Yeah, so they yep. have this, this LED, LED on the front. And if you hold the buttons for half a second, it'll give you a green light or red light. And um, so okay. you can do that on, on both sides, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and to check the main battery level, you just press the button on the re-derailer for half a second again. Okay. And uh, it'll the LED on there will also show the battery status. Yeah, and it's the same as old DI2 where it's green is, green is good, red is bad, and yeah, it flashes they've, based they've, on the level. They've changed the colors a bit. Oh, okay. But uh, I would have to look them up on my own mm. website. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. A plug, but, uh, a plug yeah, for bettershifting.com. Yep. <laughs> well, anytime I have to look up information, I use my own site because that also gives you a bit of a, a check. Yeah. And when I install new components, I use my own installation guides. And so uh, if something is wrong or doesn't work out, I'll... I'll, I'll find out. Yeah, good. Uh, and then what about uh, what about the firmware side of things? How are you, how are you doing that? So in the past, you would have used your your charging plug to mm-hmm. plug it into a PC, not a Mac, uh, and done the firmware that way. What's what's new with twelve speed? Well, you have this, uh, of course, the wireless shift levers. You can update them using your mobile phone, mm-hmm. but they have to be wired to the rest of the system. So if you open up your, your eTube app, it'll let you well select the shift levers and it'll tell you there's an update, but you mm-hmm. can't perform the update yourself. And you'll get a, a cryptic message saying, well, something, something, computer, cables, wires, help. So that's a bit, uh, a bit of a bummer. That's a strange choice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've spoken to Shimano about this and they told me uh, this is only going to be an issue the first time. Okay. So 
only for the initial firmware updates, we'll have to wire the shifters to the rest of the system. And then any future updates should be fully wireless. Okay. Um, but we'll so, see. So people may be getting bikes in the future This that might already have a firmware that lets them do a fully wireless update. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least, yeah. At least yeah. by well, Shimano. Let's yeah. hope so. Because, That's the plan. Um, okay. Yeah. Because right now you would have to... Well, or you can wire the shifter to your main battery, or you can mm-hmm. use, for example, the front derailleur wire, connect that to the shifter, and then update it. But uh, you would have to do one at a time mm. or buy new wires. and uh, <laughs> It's a bit annoying. Yeah, okay. So the battery does have a third port. So if you had an extra wire, then mm-hmm. less difficult, less annoying to do, but still not great. Yeah, you would have to connect the shifters by wire to the rest of the system. Mm-hmm. And only then you, you can update them. Of course, you can still connect the system to a Windows PC, but you would need the Shimano special shop tool, the uh, SMPCE02. Yes. Um, and the Windows PC. So, yep. Which is, is not a cheap tool, is uh, having, uh, having bought one. I think you have one too, I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's about 200 euros. Yes. Um, and if you have the older one, you need a special adapter to connect to the 12 street system because the yep. wire interface is different. Yeah, it's a new smaller plug. Uh, and yep. Shimano have released a new wire that you can mm-hmm. use with the tool, but uh, it's really expensive. So I haven't bought that yet. Yeah. There's uh am I right in thinking you can get around that by using their their adapter, like the plug mm-hmm. adapter that goes from the old wire to the new wire? Is that yeah, is that yeah, what you've so you done? you can use the yeah. the AD three oh five adapter mm-hmm. and that just converts the the wires. Okay. All right. So relatively cheap upgrade for yeah. the old tool if if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, so if uh, you if you're well, tight on funds and you need to well, connect to a twelve pit system. Mm. We'll just get the adapter and a wire. And yep. It'll be way cheaper than buying the new well, wire with the correct end. Yeah. And just, just to confirm, we're talking about the, the shop tool, not the not the general charger from your 11-speed uh, systems. Yeah. yeah so that unfortunately doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't work. And the charger <laughs> for 12-speed systems also doesn't work because it's just uh, just huh. a cable. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. But uh, that's fun. Again, most home users should be able to just use the app yep. for anything to, to change settings or update firmware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that for the shift levers, you have to wire them to the battery for the first time. Yeah, okay. Are you, are you aware of any um, issues that I guess some of the early adopters of 12Speed have experienced? Um, what, have, what have you come across? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. So um, there was a time when some shift levers wouldn't pair. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you have to you know, scan the QR code that's on them, and then they'll register on the system, and then you can use them. Uh, some just wouldn't pair. It turned out that that was a, a software issue, and at some point Shimano uh, sent out a message to all shops saying, um, "Well, check the serial number on the shift lever." And if the fifth character from the right is an X or a Y, then uh, you'll probably have to update these first. Mm, okay. Otherwise, they won't work. Interesting. Okay. That was a, an interesting issue. 
Yeah. And those could only be be updated using the shop tool. Okay. All right. And the adapter uh, that at that time probably wasn't so easy to come across. Yeah. So I know a friendly local bike shop. And at some point they asked me for a wire and the adapter because they didn't have one. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, yeah. Shimano had them, but they would have to wait about 60 days. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, well, it sounds like that issue is pretty rare now. Um, any anything yeah. else that you're you're hearing out there, or is it, or are things pretty smooth sailing at this point? There's a there's one more thing with the cassette. Okay, they have this this small metal ring behind the cassette. Okay. Well, it's called the adhesive ring, and on on some cassettes, this isn't on correctly, so it'll be uh, misaligned or uh, or bent or anything like that, and. Um, well, then the cassette would, would wobble around. Huh, okay. So, um, of course, that affects shifting. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty easy to check if you look at the wheel from above or from behind and you know, turn the wheel. But, uh, yeah, it can be hard to figure out. So, yeah, Shimano right. then recommends you take off this adhesive ring yep. um, and do it without that. Okay, all right. So, is, is it just like a little metal reinforcement ring at the back of the cassette is it stop i guess yeah i think it's meant to stop creaking or unwanted noise yep Yep. Um, but yeah if it's not straight or or broken then uh, of course that doesn't help okay all right so that'll literally just present itself as the whole cassette sort of not not straight when it spins yeah yeah okay all right i've had some people with uh front radars that wouldn't wouldn't work no or they couldn't be able to uh they couldn't adjust it enough mm. yep shimano have moved the chain line out about one millimeter i think for this new system some bikes don't play nice with that okay so uh some people have to set up their front trailer limits all the way well at the maximum in order for it to work uh those are pretty rare but uh, yep. yeah, they do happen. It does happen. Yeah, okay. And those those limits on the front rail, that's another interesting thing. There are none, mm-hmm. right? It's um, Except on... for 105. Okay, so, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, yeah, Jura Ace and Alteca uh, don't have limit screws yep. or bolts. And, um, yeah, it's just an electronic does. limit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And 105 has what, like both limit, high and low, or is it just just the one? Yeah, just the one. So, okay. Uh, I, think, I think it's just a high. Just the high limit, okay. And then there's still the uh, the backing plate bolt on all the derailers, I assume. Yeah, so yeah. that's really the yeah. only bolt that you... That and the mm-hmm. fixing bolt, okay. Yeah, you, yeah. you should really use that. Um, that said, on my first DI2 bike, I never used that bolt. Uh, by the time I figured out <laughs> that you should use it, it was all stuck and uh, I couldn't yeah. get it to work. Right, okay. But the, the bike works fine, so... Uh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, the theory with that is that uh, the DI2 derailleur puts through quite a bit of force, quite a bit more force than what a lot mm-hmm. of frames were initially intended for. Um, so yeah, the, that bolt is literally a support bolt. stops the stops the brazon hanger from going getting a little bit too much stress, and it stiffens up your shifting. So it's uh, mm-hmm. certainly a good thing to do on on any DI2 bike, um, and really yeah. any bike with modern front derailleurs actually. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I went to Eurobike, I I found a 105 bike. They didn't have demo bikes, but of course they had one on the wall somewhere. 
Yep. And that was fully charged. So I, I pressed the front shift lever and the front derailleur sounds a lot like the Otega one from okay. the previous generation. So, um, I've, yeah, it has the same uh, limit screws mm. and it looks almost the same. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I suspect uh, they're, they're the same inside. Okay, so same, the new 105's very similar to the old Altegra. Okay. Yeah. With potentially like a slightly different cage or something like that to yeah. the narrower and, chain. Uh, that's all right, because the old one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What did you think of the new 105? I mean, you've, you haven't really ridden it, but you've, you've played with it in a, inside. Um, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's really cool to have the R2 a bit cheaper uh, than Altegra. Um, I, I looked at the rotors for 105. The, the brake rotors didn't like that those a lot. Um, but too um, cheap looking, yeah. or yeah, they're just big metal discs, and uh, <laughs> they're a bit bit boring. Yeah, but, um, right. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it, I really like that. It's it's also wireless. Mm. I think yeah, I think they have to be right. Like if you look at mm-hmm. the trends of modern road bikes, where everything's going integrated, it's that there's that poor little wire. There's there's no there's no space for it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, unfortunately, on the one hundred five levers, there's no hood button on top. Oh, okay. There's also no space for satellite shifters. Mm-hmm. So I would have loved for them to, you know, to have real ports. On that 105 lever, yeah, yeah, that's a bit uh, unfortunate. So I guess so, if some if someone had a 105 Di2 bike and they really wanted that, they could get an Altegra or Durace shifter, right? Oh yeah, that, for that'll, sure. I think that'll sync that's up. what I yeah. would do. Yeah, I would. Okay. Uh, I would do that. Not the cheapest upgrade, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the levers are pretty expensive, especially the <laughs> hydraulic ones. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's. Let's move on to, uh, I guess, talking about some of the most commonly asked questions that you get. Yeah, what what is the what lands in your inbox the most? So I think the number one issue is the the wireless password or passkey, Shimano call that. So when you pair or connect to a DA2 bike using your phone, you have to enter a six-digit passkey. Uh, I got a lot of emails from people uh, where that key doesn't work. Yeah, they, they open up their phone, connect to the bike, and then it just tells them wrong passkey. Interesting. And okay. on 11 speed bikes, that's okay, because you can connect to a Windows PC and reset the passkey yourself using yeah. the app. Uh, on 12 speed bikes, you can't do that. So At least not yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you would have to go to a bike shop uh, get them to connect it to a Windows PC and then reset the passkey for you. Wow. Okay. Um, That's annoying. Yeah. So um, I do tell people to use like uh, obvious passwords like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, or uh, any other basic combination, but um, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Okay. So if you if you make your password password and mm-hmm. someone figures it out what are they going to do to you what would what 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 sort of havoc could someone wreck on your uh on your do2 if they got into it well it's not 
that big of an issue, yeah. I think. My pass key is just one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, okay. You might have to change have it to, now. <laughs> uh, you still have to press the button on the bike in order to connect to gotcha. a mobile phone. Yeah, okay. So um, as long as I don't have any physical access to your bike, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but of course, if they do, they could change synchro shift settings or um, uh, multi-shift settings or even yeah. adjust your derailers. The perfect so, practical um, joke. Yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. <laughs> All right. And what what else uh what other commonly asked questions are you are you seeing? Anything like eleven speed wise that's that's coming through on the regular? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's one one thing that's well happens on both eleven speed and twelve speed systems, especially with new users. When they open up their app or the, the Windows software and they set up synchronized shifting. Mm. They then uh, take the bike and expect it to work uh, immediately. But um, you know, there's three shift modes on a bike, and you have to switch to the next mode by pressing the button twice. Okay. So I get a lot of emails, people saying, hey, I, I just set up the shift mode on my bike, uh, went out, and it didn't work. Help. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty easy one because they just have to press the button twice, but uh, yep. no one tells them to do that. Yep. Yeah. And it's uh, always, there's always three modes available, is it? On, yeah. on 11 speed and 12 speed, and you sort of cycle through them. Yeah. So the first one is manual mode, mm-hmm. which is just uh, you know, normal shifting. Uh, then you get semi synchro, I think, where it'll, uh, it'll shift the front. It'll shift the rear for you yep. when you shift the front. Yeah. Uh, so you end up with about the same gear ratio. And uh, the next one is full full synchronized shifting. Which is and, automatic front shifting. Yeah. yeah. And I personally spend most of my time in manual mode. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, but especially on, on time trial bikes, I think full synchro is really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it surprises me how popular full synchro is. Actually, I, I mm-hmm. I've come across quite a few people that 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 rave about it. Um, personally, I I don't, but uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly each their own. It's yeah, uh, especially since shifting is so easy. You just press yes. a button and it happens. It yeah. just works. I mean, I just press the buttons myself and uh, <laughs> yeah, let the back shift. Yeah, for sure. What about, I guess, some of the most, like in my experience, some of the most common DI2 issues that people complain about actually aren't DI2 issues. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if you suddenly have issues in your in your DI2, um, I mean, feel free to disagree with me, but normally it's what you check the derailleur hanger alignment mm-hmm. because that's probably the most common cause for DI2 to go out of, out of adjustment. Uh, and then also just, Check your your chain and cassette and, and and chain rings for for any issue there, any wear or broken or bent link mm-hmm. or similar. Um, is, is that suddenly is that sort sort of been your experience with with DI two as well? That yeah, the electronics it, it themselves is quite often. Yeah, quite often it's it's the hanger or well limit bolts that people set up wrong, and that's not really DI two specific. <laughs> Um sometimes you do get weird electronic issues where uh, on 11 speed bikes you would have to shift a couple of times before it'll actually shift so press mm. the button four times and it'll, it'll shift once 
uh, that's usually a wiring problem or the battery that's gone. Uh, and on some occasions you get the, the servo motors that are in the derailleurs that are breaking down or damaged. Or, and then it, it'll still shift to most gears, but not to all of them. Yeah. But yeah, I, f- I find that most of the time it's just set and forget. And if it's working just fine, it'll it'll keep working. Yeah, yeah, and that's I have to say from a, a mechanics point of view, it's great and also and also not so mm-hmm. great because uh, there's not as much to do on a bike on a modern bike these days. If it has DI two, it's uh, you focus mm-hmm. on the the drivetrain, you focus on the chain, and make sure that's perfect. But generally, you don't actually have to touch the shifting. There's no cable mm-hmm. replacements or anything, so it's. Um, but hey, we've got disc brakes now to keep mechanics busy. So yeah, true, true. Yeah, uh, I, I do try to keep myself busy. I think I did my best Kaylee Kaylee impersonation, and I hit my rear derailleur with a hammer. As you do, uh, okay. Yeah, I did. What, what led what, to that what event? Happen. Okay. Well, I tried to get it into crash mode, uh, just by you know, hitting it at several points, <laughs> and of course you can. No, get into crash mode by hand, but uh, yeah, that's no fun. You wanted the real experience. Yeah, it, it didn't work. Oh, so okay. uh, I've hit it about ten times with a hammer, yeah. and it just wouldn't wouldn't go into crash mode. Really? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But it all functioned fine anyway afterwards. Yeah, it it, it still works. So okay. um, yeah, okay, all right. And uh, I assume twelve speed retains the crash mode where it decouples the derailleur. Is it? Mm-hmm. Have you have you yeah. played with that? How do you how do you get it back to life if if it goes into that mode? Yeah, so I haven't played with the crash mode myself okay. because I didn't feel like hitting Shimano's bike with a hammer. <laughs> uh, but um, if it ever goes into crash mode, you can shift out of it. Uh, so you have to shift up or down the cassette. Uh, it'll only go in one direction and uh, just keep shifting until it works again. Okay. All right. And that's that's just sort of. Am I imagining that the first generation of Shimano was a, a manual, a manual uh, issue that you'd clip the derailleur back in, or am, am I getting things confused with another brand? Could there? be. Okay. Um, that's that's I may be before my of time. I, uh, there, yeah. I, I wasn't in the the DFT world, the yeah, two stuff back then, but um, okay. Yeah, it could be. Okay. And of course, on the new system, they've done it this way because. Well, if you're riding the bike, you can't get off and press the button. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now you just shift out of the crash mode. Okay. All right. While making sure you're not going to shift the recently bent derailleur into your spokes. Yeah. 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 That's a, a pro tip, that one. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've um, I've never done it personally, but I've uh, definitely seen it done where uh, a DI2 derailleur into a set of spokes of an expensive wheel in a high-end italian carbon frame is a is an expensive uh yeah. expensive recipe <laughs> uh, it keeps the mechanics busy if that happens yes uh, yeah and insurance companies yeah uh, true <laughs> all right so before we wrap things up i'm mm-hmm. i'm keen to talk about the future and uh obviously shimano always have things in the works I'm not privy to them. I'm going to assume that you're not necessarily privy 
to what no, Toronto I, has coming. Um, no, I haven't seen anything in the in the software yet. So uh, okay, all right, we're okay for now. What what would you like to see? Yeah, so there's a, a couple of things I would like to see. Uh, well, one of them is more compatibility between 11 speed and 12 speed stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would really like to be able to use 12 speed shifters with 11 speed derailers or the other way around because that just makes sense. Especially long term, uh, right? Once Shimano stops making those 11 speed parts, that's yeah, that's going to be stuff a, starts uh, breaking yeah. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and it kind of feels like there's not a lot stopping that from being possible because the uh, the twelve speed rim brake shifters are wired and they're mm-hmm. kind of like the old shifter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, is that true. is that your perception too? Yeah, yeah, I think they're the same. Okay, um, and even though the new system uses a new wire, mm-hmm. it's all the same internally. Yeah, I mean inside that wire are still two really small wires uh the converter is just just converts the plug itself and that's it yeah so really all in theory all you'd need is shimano to make to write the correct firmware and then you'd need the adapt the wire adapters to make it mm-hmm. happen but yeah in theory um they've only done that for about six shifters i think okay yeah and they're all time trial shifters except the one uh satellite shifter okay yeah yeah, I, I definitely but, uh, share the same uh, wish. Yeah, and I don't expect them to uh, to update all the 50, all the shifters, but just yeah. the previous generation would okay. be nice. Yep, yep. like the 9100 gen and the, the 8000 gen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I completely yeah. agree. Besides that, I would, I would really love some wireless time trial shifters. Mm-hmm. How, how do you imagine that would look like? Because we've seen SRAM, they've—I can't remember. I think they're out now. Uh, they had their mm-hmm. sh- their shifter with like a non-replaceable battery in it, just for simplicity to to make it fully mm-hmm. waterproof and to make it as as small as possible. Just kind of a—it's a thing. Um, what's what? What do you think Shimano's version would look like? Like, is that? Yeah, I mean, how? Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. Um, I would love for them to be wired mm-hmm. but at the same time there's only one satellite shifter port on the new shifters so if you use that then you, know, you can only connect one extra shifter per shift lever yeah so um yeah i think they would add a battery to one of them to the new to any wireless time trial shifter mm-hmm. but uh, i would like them to be replaceable just yeah yeah, because I, I I love playing with DR2 parts. Yes, and uh, even in ten years, I still want to play with them. Yeah, and, and they're expensive part parts. And, uh, you don't want to be throwing them away. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. Certainly, I think the the one satellite, uh, the one the one plug port for a satellite shifter is hopefully indicative that Shimano is working on wireless mm-hmm. satellite shifters because there are it's not that rare for people to want like sprint shifters in the drops and then climber mm. shifters on on the tops or if you look yeah. at you know the new ultra marathon um style of cycling like you know bike packing style or uh or gravel style like that it's mm. not uncommon for people to now be using aero bars on on drop bar bikes where you need additional shift parts it would yeah. be nice to have and- 
Yeah, you can do that with 12 speed, uh, but then you'd have to use one 12 speed satellite shifter and one 11 speed satellite shifter, mm. which means you would have to wire up the entire bike. Mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Not as easy as it should be. So, any, uh, what about on the, the dirt side of things? Um, obviously, at some point, Shimano is going to do a new GRX. What, what would you like to see there? Yeah, I would love to see 12 speed GRX as well as uh, a mountain bike update. I mean, the new stuff is great, but it's all for e bikes. Mm-hmm. Yep. The new XT that came out a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, e bikes are, are cool, but my, my own mountain <laughs> bike isn't e bike. Yep. And those drive units are pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And I would love to just you know, update my, uh, my derailleur and have a 12 speed mountain bike. Because uh, am I am I right in thinking you have XT Di2 but in eleven speed the the previous mm-hmm. generation yeah okay yep. so so yeah. you're converted already for off road use you're just yeah waiting yeah it, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense because uh, I'm a roadie and <laughs> I can't really ride a mountain bike but uh, it's still working yeah it's a super reliable group set yeah yeah yeah. Just, uh, yeah, as you say, if you crash, the, the replacement derailleurs are expensive. But uh, but yeah, certainly if you look at SRAM, the, the whole move to electronics off-road is is a thing and it's happening pretty quickly. So oh, Yeah, and I, I do feel pretty confident that even if I do hit it with a hammer or with a rock, <laughs> it, it'll survive. So um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would love to see GRX, but um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll update the mountain bike first interesting yeah okay uh, I'm, I'm just guessing here it would make sense to do GRX yes. yeah but uh yeah yeah it's and still what Shimano. about what about uh cross compatibility between those three what would you like to see there what's the dream well I would love for them to be all cross compatible and even well they're sort of going in that direction because the new uh XT shifter that was announced is compatible with the road stuff 12 speed road stuff oh i didn't know that okay but uh once again you would have to wire it up to the rest of the system okay um i don't think they will ever make the derailers compatible between mountain bike and and road oh like front Uh, front to rear you mean yeah yeah so right now if you want to uh you can use a mountain bike derailleur on a road bike yeah but you would have to replace both your derailleurs yes or or set it up one by yeah 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 so you can't use like a durace front derailleur with a xtr rear at the moment mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah as for grx at the moment that's in uh in the road category mm-hmm. so yes. um, grx and road bikes are the same according to shimano i think it makes sense to have grx compatible with mountain bike stuff but um mm-hmm. yeah that's up to shimano yeah. And I think yeah, I think if you look at what SRAM has done and obviously Shimano is going to want to fill in any of the the gaps that SRAM has created in Shimano's lineup. Mm-hmm. Um or any of the the consumer demand, I guess Shimano want to fill that. Um SRAM's done a really good job of of the cross compatibility between its off-road groups and its its road groups, like the ability to grab their road wireless shifter and link it up to their massive range mountain bike rear derailleur. And it's intentionally that way, or you could 
I can do wacky things like grab their road shifters and link it up to their dropper C post. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. Like that. And I think Shimano, they have to be paying attention yeah. to that. And um, yeah. that's quite exciting to think that that is probably where the DI2 is going next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, if they ever do update the mountain bike uh, and group sets, group sets, they would have to make them wired as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> on e-bikes, it makes sense to have a wire because you have to display um, the, the big main battery. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, on non-e-bikes, I would love to have them wireless. Yeah. What about uh, the e-bike release came with like that automatic shifting that we, we mentioned earlier? Are you interested in seeing that come to the road or are you perhaps not the customer um, for that? Well, personally, I'm not the customer for that, but mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of people are, uh, especially people using the 105 group set or that will be using the 105 group set. Yeah. Yeah. People have been asking for that for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. automatic shifting. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. I think personally, I'm a bit intrigued by the, the free shift. Yep. So being able to shift without actually pedaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you really do need an e-bike for that. Yeah, you need a motor to, yeah. to progress yeah. the, the chainring for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely a, an intriguing feature that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, like the automatic shifting is super intriguing, but I worry the easy way to do it, it's not the right way to do it. The easy way to be it would be to use speed and cadence. But mm-hmm. I think that would be a, a mistake. And I think the only, I personally believe the only right way for Shimano to do that on the road would be to incorporate a power meter into the, into the equation. Uh, yeah. and, and you base it off of, uh, off of power numbers for when it shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the cheapest, uh, not the cheapest group set to put together at this point in time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, probably based off power and cadence mm-hmm. or all three, I guess. Yeah. If you're climbing, well, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. There's a lot of possibilities. Yes, yeah. So it's uh, I'd say it's uh, probably in uh, in testing would be my guess. I, I'd be mm-hmm. very surprised if if Shram and Shimano weren't actively working on cracking that code. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that feels like a a pretty good place to wrap things up. Uh, Terry, thank you for joining us on the Nerd Alert podcast. Um, Thanks, it was fun. If anyone wants to follow you on what you're doing, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me on, uh, of course, bettershifting.com and Instagram, bettershifting and uh, Cycling Tips uh, Fellow Club. (laughs) Thank you for the plug. Uh, Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with another group episode. See you soon. Cheers. Cheers.